It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I hope you had a great weekend. How quickly a Monday rolls around the 16th of May for 2022. And coming up in just a moment, we're going to be talking to a first home buyer who is in the market and hoping that the needle is starting to move in her favour with the market shifting. Also, terrible, terrible news yesterday about Andrew Simons as a result of a car accident. First we had Rodney Marsh, then Shane Warne and now Andrew Simons. If it really does come in threes, let's hope it stops there. Simons was such a great all-rounder and a fierce competitor. He played 26 tests, 198 ODIs and 14 2020 internationals for his country and was part of not one but two winning World Cup sides. And he made his ODI debut in 1998, playing for more than a decade for Australia, then finally retiring from all cricket in 2012. So a very, very big loss yesterday. Rest in peace, Andrew Simons. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au And looking at today's weather for Sydney, first we go blue skies and sunshine today, a high of 24 degrees. Melbourne grab the raincoat or the brolly, possible rain turning up on your Monday morning with 17. Brisbane also some rain in the forecast and some morning fog, a high of 28 degrees. And in Perth, some cloudy patches, but mainly dry and a high of 22 degrees. Enjoy your morning coffee. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. And as we know, the RBA raised the cash rate to 0.25 percentage points, which means that someone with a $500,000 mortgage is going to see their repayments rise by about $65 next month. But there are two sides to the coin with the property owners not so happy. And then there are the first home buyers on the other side of the coin who are looking at the rise and saying, well, this could be a little bit positive. And Elise Cochran is a first home buyer and we welcome her this morning to the Real Estate Podcast. A very good morning to you, Elise. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So you've waited a long time for the rate rise. What does it mean for you as somebody trying to buy into Sydney? I am a little bit excited, but also very cautious because I've heard this before, especially in the areas of Sydney that I'm looking in. There tends to be this this hope amongst first home buyers. And I can tell this anecdotally based on sort of my friends that I've spoken to over the years. There's always this, this hope that there might be a big drop so that we can finally get into the market. And it just doesn't seem to happen in the eastern suburbs of Sydney as much as I had hoped. But I'm still, I guess, grateful that it may not go up and I could probably still afford to get into the area that I'm, I'm hoping to get into. I guess off the back of that, what is your thinking around waiting to see if there is any downward movement on prices? Are you prepared to sort of wait to see if that happens or have you got the mindset of let's just crack into it? 
It's a very good question and I'm sort of of two minds. I have pre-approval so I feel like maybe there's a bit of urgency for me to try to get in but I am also thinking it's probably best to sit back and wait. The risk-averse person in me is saying just let's see what's going on. I read an article in the Fin Review that said they're anticipating that it's going to keep rising until next year. So theoretically, I should definitely wait. <laughs> yeah, risk averse. That makes it doubly hard, doesn't it? Exactly, which is probably why I'm 34 and still not in the market. Right. Okay. Well, you know, you're making gains. And as a first home buyer, is it a little bit like someone watching the share price daily to see if the rate rise is going up and down? Has it been a little bit like that? Exactly. I've become a little bit obsessive on uh, domain and real estate, just thinking maybe this next apartment is it. Maybe I have to just keep looking and checking against the price comparisons to see how they're selling, but it just it doesn't help. And how long have you been looking and where in Sydney are you hoping to buy? Well, I am fortunate enough to be living in Bondi at the moment and the times of COVID have meant that I've really gotten used to this lifestyle. (laughs) I'm hoping to be able to afford just something small in Bondi if possible. It is a micro market here and sometimes the market in Bondi doesn't tend to reflect the rest of property market across Sydney. So I also have to keep that in mind when, when looking and waiting. Now, you mentioned Bondi. So in Sydney, there are many lifestyle buyers, which means that people have certain areas that they want to live in, as opposed to somebody that just wants to get into the market at all cost. So which are you? I'm kind of feeling you might be a bit of a lifestyle one. I am definitely a lifestyle buyer. I had this fantasy that I could just walk barefoot with my surfboard to the beach. It doesn't leave me with much um, much space. <laughs> you're painting the picture. Yeah, we're, we're getting yeah. to realise what it is that you're after, Elise. And just in terms of the cash rate going up, do you feel more optimistic? I know that you're risk adverse, but is there a bit of optimism? There's definitely optimism. I, I feel... Um, a little less stressed that the prices are going to jump to a point where I cannot afford anything. But I also am not really sure what to expect because if I can speak from my own observations over the last few years of COVID, watching friends and neighbours expect that the property markets are going to tank and then they just performed in the exact opposite way. You know, theoretically, they, the, the, the property market should drop based on, on cash increase But I'm just not sure, especially in Bondi, because I know there are a lot of people just like me, a lot of first home buyers sort of waiting in the wings, thinking, great, now might be the time to get in. And then I guess that that increases demand so prices don't fall as much as expected. But Mm -hmm. I don't know enough to be able to... To guess, really. It's all, it's all very much a crystal ball. Yeah, you talk about the stress. How much of the anxiety plays on you as someone who is trying to get into the market? Is it something that you think people should, I guess, recognise a little bit more in terms of the stress that it can cause? Oh, absolutely. I think there's this un- understanding that at least to with our, my parents' generation, um, they're very much part of the baby boomers. <laughs> There's an idea that you get a good job and you buy a house and th- those are the sort of key areas of focus in one's life. And it just feels like buying a house or an apartment is becoming more and more of a challenge and, and something that isn't as accessible to my generation. We still carry that as a value. We need to be homeowners, but can we really? 
And if we are, maybe we have to move out to areas we we don't want to live in or we have we don't have a community in and it just feels like I have to consider my whole life and lifestyle when when looking to buy a house. Where can I live in terms of like my financial abilities and also where can I live to maintain my, my community and my connections to my family and friends? It's true because you don't want to completely wreck your life, destroy all of your relationships just for the sake of being a homeowner. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I think it is such an emotional purchase that when I am looking at apartments, I think I find myself thinking maybe if I could just stretch a little bit more, I, I could get this apartment. And then I start to play with the, the mortgage repayments, all of the calculators online to see what that would do to my financial stress. And it's just like really not worth it. But, but it's so tempting just to try to retain the lifestyle that I have now. Yeah, the mortgage calculators, it brings me to this point because the rate rises, it won't stop with just one. So tell me, how do you get around with planning all of these extra rate rises that are coming down the track? Because it's important to have that extra buffer to your potential mortgage repayment calculations. Exactly. And this is where my risk-averse nature comes in quite (laughs) handy. (laughs) Um, I tend to add, Combank have a great mortgage repayment calculator. They allow you to add amounts to your repayments. So I just want to see if I could afford an extra $50 or $100 to the amount that I I have to repay based on the current cash rate. Um, And if that is too much, which in some cases it has been, then I sort of take a step back and think, okay, I can't afford this particular unit. You know, that's really putting the reality into the whole equation. It's so important from the point of view of actually being able to afford a mortgage and then to see if you can afford those incremental increases to sustain actually living there rather than going into some sort of, oh, gee, I've got to sell this or, you know, the bank gets involved and it's a mortgagee sale. So tell me how all of that mindset, because I know that we're coming back to that risk adverse, but it sounds like you are planning for that. I am absolutely planning for that. But I'm also thinking, given where I'm looking, I can only afford something quite small. So I'm looking at something that I'm intending to live in maybe for the next two to five years. And then, so that means I need to start to take the yield of the property into consideration. Like how much rent can I get for this currently? And will I be able to pay off the mortgage with that as well? Um, So there are a a, a number of different factors to to take into account. Whereas if I was able to afford a home that I could, I don't know, some people label their forever home, I'd be um, more focused on just mortgage repayments for the rest of, you know, the loan, the 30 years. But yes, there's a couple of both interest rates as well as yields that I need to to think about and consider. And before I let you go this morning, as a first home buyer, how do you cope with the media and the commentators, all with varying opinions and different takes on the market? How do you take in the information that is relevant for your needs and your aspirations? Oh, this is a very good question. (laughs) I suppose sometimes we look for information from the media that backs up what we expect to happen. I do get a little overwhelmed, especially when there was this, um, the latest cash rate increase, the forecasting before that happened, there was so much variance. So it really left me thinking, is it, is it going to occur? Is it, is it going to increase? Is it not? And then the same with the property market. There's so much speculation about how Sydney property is going to respond. And then more specifically, Bondi. And 
based on my experience with real estate agents, there's a lot of positive thinking, especially within Bondi. So there's not an anticipation that it's going to fall too much. So then I am very much of two minds. Do I follow the media, you know, the financial articles anticipating it's going to crash? Or do I follow people that are observing the market in real time and telling me that this is what's happening in this micro bubble? To answer your question, I'm uh, <laughs> confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least you're honest. Hey, look, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning, Elise. Let us know how you get on so we can tell the audience where you bought. I'll be sure to. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Podcast.